0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Properly Cocked. This is the Warhammer 40K podcast, uh, which deals with the top five, everything in 40K. I'm Steve Joel, your host. And I've got to say, Merry Christmas. Hope Christmas has gone good. Happy New Year, which we're looking forward to in a couple of days. Uh, At the time of recording was just before Christmas. Uh, You're going to hear a couple of interesting conversations today as we deal with the top five ways to keep you motivated, because, you know, new year, new army, that's a thing. So we want to help you just keep motivated to get that army to the tabletop or get you playing better or whatever your hobby goal is for 2020. We want to help you get there.
1: So you'll be wondering, how on earth did Aaron Wilson get onto this topic? Oh, Eat it's kind of like the same way I eat my dinner at night. I'll eat all the veggies, and then I'll eat all the meat, and then I'll eat <laughs> Aye, all the chips. I can't, I can't just jump between different things. I have oh, to do one block boy. at a time. Yeah. We're the yeah. opposite, man. <laughs> the way I eat
0: my dinner is I've got to have every different flavour on the fork at once. I promise that's got to do with 40k, and we'll get there. Also, I say something controversial, and it gets everybody else wound up. Oh, ooh. Pete Dunn will ooh, really ooh, rip ooh. you apart for that. I don't care. Mm. Pete Dunne, if you're listening, this one's for you So let's get into our top five uh, ways to keep you motivated to get your hobby experience happening in 2020 And so we'll start uh, as we normally do, uh, left to right We're missing one person today, which I'll explain in a second But Aaron Wilson, good morning Good morning Okay, so uh, 2020 is looming and you've got a whole lot of tournaments Uh, What are you most excited about heading into this coming year?
1: Oh, uh, ETC definitely is the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Going away um, to Luxembourg yeah. in yep. August. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the big one, the uh, NZGT Grand Open, I think it's called. Whatever it's called, the New Zealand yeah. Open. Is that the March? Large one. Yeah, March. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. nice. Okay, cool.
0: And uh, Sean Sullivan, welcome back. G'day. G'day, the New Zealand Masters Champion. Yep. Uh, I think the previous episode we recorded just before the Masters and you you said a few things about the way you were going to play your army and then said don't release this before (laughs) the Masters. And that worked out all
2: right. It worked out a treat. I
0: caught Michael Taylor off with a little bit of that, so it was really good. If you want to know what we're talking about, just go back and listen to episode six and uh, on the way through that, Sean gives away a few uh, hints and tips on you know great ways to, uh, not gotcha, not catch people out, but just great ways to play strategically and then... um, and uh, make the most Of the army you're playing
2: Yeah well, It's about focusing On certain units sometimes And yeah. for some people Like I played against a um, Dark Outer Army And he did not take The Storm Talon um, First turn So I destroyed everything That can deal with The Storm right. And it ripped part of His army <laughs> okay. He was not happy about that Yeah um, But um, again If you don't If you don't think About what you're playing Sometimes right. it's the units that you don't expect, they shine the, the brightest.
0: Maybe what we need to do an episode on in, in the future is uh, target priority, because I do feel like that's something that catches people out, or just maybe we can include target priority into another episode. But uh, today's episode is this. We want to talk about the top five uh, ways to get your new year, new army achieved in 2020, uh, because the new year's coming up and people are. You know, it's a natural thing. People, there's, there's, uh, people change jobs and change towns and... Start new armies in a new year. And so if you're looking at that, <clears throat> maybe a Tau army. You're building that from scratch. <laughs> uh, here are some... Uh, look, they, they, we're, I think we've each come at this from a from a different way, slightly. Oh, I should explain. Also, Brendan's not here. Our normal uh, collaborator, Brendan D, uh, is away in France with his other half. So that's, you know, he's uh, in the middle of the snowy French winter.
1: Very romantic. Isn't
0: it lovely? Isn't it lovely? <laughs> Paris in the wintertime. Although... I say that, the facts are that his partner's from the south of France where it's always warm and they're nowhere near Paris. It's like many, many hours away. But I don't think the facts should get in the way of this romantic idea of Brendan wandering around Paris in the snow. So, uh, top five. uh, We're just going to call it hobby tips. The idea here is to Uh, Maybe give you ways to get enthused or keep enthused or get going with that new army and actually get these goals achieved. And your goal might be to win a tournament or it might be to build up the new army and just get it all painted and get it on the table. Or it might be to uh, get good enough at the game so you don't embarrass yourself when you go away with the New Zealand team at the ETC. Something, anything, whatever your hobby goal is, we're encompassing, uh, unlike usual where we just focus on the competitive, today we're focusing on on the hobby as an entirety. Because the other thing we should keep in mind when you go to a tournament is you get points for painting, right? Most most tournaments give you points for your comp points or painting points or whatever. So that's all part of the hobby. Playing in tournaments, playing the game is, is part of an all-encompassing hobby. So let's get it underway with your, your number five.
1: My number five, uh, I think if you're having trouble getting stuck into an army, you're having a bit of a painter's block, I'd recommend reading uh, books related to that army. Okay. Novels, uh, nice. comics, books. Um, for instance, I just read The, um, the Great Work, uh, which is an ADMEC one, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great book. What a show! Really, really great book. Got some marine <laughs> stuff in there as well. But if you're a new listener to get... Properly
0: cooked, Aaron's uh, an ADMEC player and basically figures out a way every top five to work ADMEC <laughs> into the
1: conversation. So basically, yeah, inspire yourself by reading the book. Get, get into yeah. the lore of the army, you know. I think it's a good uh, way to kick off a new army.
0: I would, I would add to that. That is a great way to get enthusiastic about an army. The flip side of that is if you read books... That are about a different army. You can get enthusiastic about that army instead, and kind of it takes your enthusiasm away from where it should be. So, when you go into your GW story, you're looking around Black Library. Do make sure it's it's a book that is to do with the army you're you're uh, looking to build. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I remember getting into the um oh, I can't remember the Beast Arises series. Yes, and the Imperial Fists are so the big stars early on, and then the Black Templars come into it. And I'm like, oh, man, these Imperial Fists sound cool. I want to build an Imperial Fists army. And then the Black Templars, because I'm that flighty. That's how I work. Mm-hmm. Like, I just jump from one to the other real quick. <laughs> but I was, I was um, at the time, focusing on Black Templars. And when they came into the story, it was like, oh, yeah, they're cool. All right, we're in. Oh, I always listen to audiobooks when I'm
2: painting, because I find it just really makes me yeah. really enjoy painting. And you can actually listen to that and... That all the Aaron Dempsey Bowden books are oh, he's always amazing yeah it's just such characterful all the way through yeah 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 so
0: the um there is uh as an add-on to this if you've never seen it um the Aaron Dempsey Bowden series about Black Templars Armageddon the book series has been turned into like an animated story on YouTube by so it's just a fan but he's done such a great job. I mean, it starts out well and then just gets better and better and better as he goes along. I think it's like 12 or 13, 10 to 15 minute parts. So they're a nice, easy watch and it is so good. And if you've, Maybe you've seen uh, Marines Are Good Again and you want to get into Blake Templars. Well, there is nothing that will uh, get you more enthusiastic than watching this series on YouTube. It's very, very good. I don't know that. Hell re- Hell's, reach. Hell's Reach. Hell's Reach. That's, that's, that's the one, which yeah. is part of the Armageddon yeah. thing. So, yes, you're right. Hell's Reach. Have you seen it? Oh, no, I haven't seen it.
2: I listened to that audiobook and it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah.
0: They, well, they use the audiobook as the um, basis for this. Animated series and it's man. If you haven't seen it, it's one hundred percent worth a watch. So that's uh, Aaron's number five. What are you got in n- at number five? Decide sure.
2: on what you want to achieve this year. Um, most of us um, are like, oh, I like Gene the Colt. I'll just drop a grand and grab everything and have it assembled and painted in a month or two. Okay. Most of us aren't like that. Like, <laughs> right. it, it's just one of those things. So you have to make a reasonable plan and. What you can do was actually feasible especially if you've got little kids you know you're not going to be able to paint an army that fast and if you do you have to keep it away from the kids so yeah, yeah it's yeah. all about trying to have things completed like last year i decided myself i was going to have an admix army painted so at the start of the year i put put a plan down got myself a little small force you know just to add in and then make my way through that like that yeah rather than actually just trying to get a whole army all at once and then making it that much harder for yourself.
0: Yeah, nice. Well, actually, do you know what? Yeah, that's basically not exactly, but essentially my number five as well, which is uh, get a shopping net list, which is a similar sort of thing. One of the one of the things you don't want to do on this, it, it kind of almost puts you off, is when you you go into the store and you don't have a real clear idea of what you want, uh, and you end up buying rule of cool. You go, oh, let's buy some Turians, or let's buy some. You know whatever models that look great and you end up with stuff that you're not actually going to end up using in a competitive army if that's what you're looking to build and then you stick it on trade me or facebook and you sell it for half of what you got it (laughs) for and you kind of you know you're already in deficit so having a having a list make a list check it twice uh see that was a seasonal reference clever Uh, thank you (laughs) and uh if you've got some and it could be something that you know net listing sounds it's got derogatory connotations but if you've got a list doesn't matter where you get it. If it's a successful army list, or if it's a friends list, or if it's uh, whatever. But as you say, it's a it's a guide, right? It's a good sort of starting point for what you've
2: got to get. Yeah, well, especially if you get yourself a little battalion or something, so you can actually start start it add it to a force. It just makes it so much easier to actually yeah. carry on carry on building it.
0: Yeah, nice. Uh, just an honourable mention here too. And I was talking about this with the guys before we started recording. Uh, that if someone has for sale, and like, maybe you're enthusiastic about an army, you've, you like the look of it, you like the lore behind it, you're into it, you've read the books, you're you're you know on your way. If, some, if you see something for sale that is a good starter pack, like a good sort of get you going, maybe it's a battalion, maybe someone's got a little, you know, an army for sale that's completed and painted. I feel like that's an, and I don't, I don't want to take anything away from GW because I'm a big fan of getting in and supporting our local store. And they have their starter you know boxes for sale but if someone's got a ready-made ready-to-go army i feel like that's that can take away that feeling of you've got a massive mountain to climb so you so from then on if you particularly if you already like the paint job from then on you're just going okay now i can add bits on i can go and buy a riptide or whatever and just add it on to this thing that i've just bought for a reasonable price that is just there and ready to go do you, does that make sense? Yeah, well, that's how I
2: mostly start some of my armies. Is, yeah. Well, um, except for my Dark Elder, I started just off like, you know, oh, what's on, what's on Facebook or what's on Trade Me and yeah, yeah.
0: build from there. So I know that getting my uh, – <laughs> the artist previously known as my Necron army, which is now someone else's Necron army, um, I got that from Aaron. Like the 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 nuts and bolts, the bones of it I got from Aaron when he decided he wasn't into Necrons anymore. So uh, – and, man, it makes a big difference. All right, so that's – that's everybody's number five. Uh, and by the way, if you're a regular listener to Properly Cocked and you're waiting for me to to name which will be the definitive top five, well, I'm contributing to this one, so I can't really do that. So this is just more of a general conversation, uh, our top five ways that you might get something out of. So let's go to your number four, uh, Mr. Wilson. What do you got?
1: Yeah, top up your supplies. There's nothing worse than coming and sitting down at your desk and you're ready to paint, but... Then you see your paints, are all, all around the place. They're yeah. upside down, they're left, right and centre. Yeah. Uh, you need to get new brushes because the bristles are bent to hell. Yeah. Um, you're out of glue, you're out of glue, you can't even put them together. You know? <laughs> go the, to the store. And the store is shut, top up, so, <laughs> so make
0: sure you hopefully get Hopefully it. it's not shut. <laughs> yeah. Go to
1: the store, top up your supplies, get your table, your, your painting space all nice and ready to go. Yeah, yeah, And then sit down and then just dig in.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, that all makes sense. I, I don't know if anyone's got this already on the thing, but I would add to that, like, as uh, if, you're, if you're looking to build and paint, do a block at a time. Like, it might be that, um, you know, if you've topped up your supplies and you sit down and you go, okay, you've got stuff to build and you've got stuff to paint. I mean, I don't know if you guys do just whatever you're into right now or if you build a whole army and then paint a whole army or if you just build a unit, paint a unit and carry on that way. And different people operate different ways, right? So... For me, the idea of building a whole army and then looking at it and going, now I have to paint all of that, I can't do it. That's just too much. So I'll, I'll build a bit, paint a bit, build a bit, paint a bit, which is kind of how I have to do it just to, <laughs> to get through it. And I can be, then I can be genuinely enthusiastic about the next part of the operation, you know what I mean? <laughs> Does that stack up for you?
1: Yeah, I, I do it a little bit differently. i I'll, I'll. It's kind of like the same way I eat my dinner at night. I'll eat all the veggies and then I'll eat all the meat and then I'll eat <laughs> Aye, all you're the that chips. Guy. I can't, I can't just jump between different things. Oh, I have to do one boy. block at a time. We're yeah. the opposite, man. <laughs> the way I
0: eat my dinner is I've got to have every different flavour on the fork at once, and I just go through it. And if, and if there's like potato left over at the end with nothing else, I'm like, well, I'm not eating it. Uh, <laughs> I can't have it with other stuff. Anyway, uh, so uh, I think we've just done Aaron's number four. Sean, what have you got it for? Um,
2: Decide on what the, this army or force is there to do. Is it a passion project? Is it a tournament army? I think yeah. it's really clear for you to decide what you want to do before you actually just get the army, because there's nothing worse than something going, oh, I really like this look of this um, guard army, or I'm going to go steal Legion because I love the look of them, and then go, oh, why is this not working in a tournament scene? Yeah. You have to really decide on what you want to do, especially if it's... Just a projects, project, like converting is just a major part of this. There's so many times that you go to a tournament and some people don't win, they just love to make an army that people just come over and go, wow, how did yeah. you do that? Or, wow, oh, what bits did you make that captain out of? Because I've never seen one like that before. And if you're going for that, that's really cool. But just realise that that's what you're going for and not trying to force it into something else that it's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but And also... Before you actually start building things, it's always great just to buy the codex. I've got, because when you get the army, you look through the codex, you decide what you want to do. If you're a fluff person, you read the fluff section decide what what kind of fluff you want to do. If you're a gamer, just choose what, what ones work out the best for you. But I think it's really important to focus on what you want to do with the army
0: first, yeah. then
2: build the army rather than do it the other way around.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think this is why I ended up with Magnus because I just wanted a nice big centrepiece for the... At the time I bought Magnus, I was like, yeah, I'll get a Thousand Sons army going. But it wasn't ever... I don't think I ever had in my mind that this would be, like, the most competitive thing. Or I just wanted to get Magnus, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then kind of build some stuff to, you know, to have on the shelf to kind of look like he was part of something. But uh, just because yeah like you say you've got to decide is this is this going to be your the centerpiece of your army on the shelf at home or are you building a competitive force which goes back to the earlier point of get a list mm. get a get a shopping list get a net list, get whatever you you've got going uh my number four unless aaron you've got anything to add on to
1: that no no
0: so my number four is uh, create a space at home which kind of adds on to what you're talking about getting everything ready but uh i do find i'm really lucky we have like a little office and uh you know i've got no other work to do in there so we've turned that into my hobby room uh and there's a desk and a computer in there for the kids and for my wife and things when they need to but but i've got like this desk and some shelves above it all right that's my hobby space and everybody knows that that's no don't go and mess around with dad's <laughs> hobby gear that is off limits unless the kids want to you know do some painting with me then that's fun but having having a space in your home or in your garage or in your wherever you can i feel like that's going to give you room to move if you've got to create space every time you want to sit down and do something maybe clear the dining room table it's going to be a lot harder to keep motivated you know to keep going if everything's ready to go you've got your paints you've got your i've got a uh mitre 10 toolbox with all my paints and a bit some you know tools clippers and things all sort of ready to go So create a space, I think. uh, And I'm assuming that all three of us in this room have got a space dedicated to the hobby. I've got
2: a whole bedroom. Um, (laughs) I've got a big four-bedroom house and one of the rooms is just dedicated for my hobby so I can lock it away so my kid can't get into it and
0: stuff. (laughs) I'm trying to talk my (laughs) wife into that. (laughs) The um, the project is when we redo the garage, put an extra bit on top. I mean, this is a long-term project. It's a few years away. But put another space on top so that I can just turn that into a... Just a whole studio with a table and Aaron. Aaron, I know you've got a place in the corner for your hobby, and you turn your lounge into your playing space.
1: Yeah, my own little area of fifty-one where no one is allowed. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, let's go to number three on our list um, of now. Remember, we're doing the top five ways to get you motivated and keep you motivated to achieve your hobby goals. Particularly, as Sean pointed out right at the start of this, new year, new hobby is a, is a genuine thing. People are people are starting new armies at this time of the year. So, how do you get all the way through that? Uh, and at number three, Aaron, what you got?
1: Uh, so, my one is uh, sign up to tournaments and force, force yourself to get Nami prepped. I know this has worked a lot for you. Yeah. Signing up to tournaments and you're, you're, oh, you're painting right up to the day. So, you've, you've lit a fire under yourself to get stuff done. Kind of forces you to 100 to, to get it done instead of. Because it's very hard for me to paint when there's no pressure, there's nothing coming up. I kind, yeah. of, I kind of sit down at the table and I'm like. I'll just play some games. And yeah,
0: well, that's it. A lot of people, you creating a deadline, giving yourself an absolute deadline yeah. and uh, knowing that they, they're not, you know, you will be frowned at if you turn up <laughs> these yeah, models you, you are not painted. You can't pull out, out of this. You're, you're in, you're Yeah, No, I, yeah. Uh, I, Completely agree with that I don't know if
2: that works for you Oh it certainly does I like normally give myself Like oh I'll get three months Before the next big Dudes tournament I'll oh, get this army ready and It's about the last three weeks That you start going Oh wow, well, gotta, gotta get this done Gotta get this <laughs> done Absolutely And then yeah, you make yeah. yourself An army list You like have to get Paint on a have to do it. It's amazing how much work You will actually get done In those three weeks And oh. how more relaxing It would be if you did Spend it over three months But you don't I was yeah. so
1: concerned About your masters list I was like man How's your painting going It's like a week out And I don't think It <laughs> even started <laughs> Oh
0: Oh, no, no, a week and a half. A week out, and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> to get uh, what did what did you take to masters? Imperial Fist. Imperial Fists. Yeah, great. You could have just taken his. They look beautiful. I took some of his. Oh, did
2: you uh, <laughs> the ones that I didn't actually have at home. It's actually quite disgusting how much of that stuff I already had <laughs> right. at home. Yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, what can I use? Oh, oh, look, I've got all these <laughs> intercessors
0: already sitting here. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I am. Um, I've got to say, though, yeah, the, you're right, lighting a fire, particularly for someone like me who's changed armies a couple of times. But in my defence, I'm relatively new and still kind of working out, you know, the army that suits me the best. Um, but, yeah, certainly with the Necrons, that was hard. But then my, the last tournament I went to, getting uh, 60 Plague Bearers <laughs> and 30 Horrors and uh, everything else done, that was... <sighs> particularly if you want to turn up and it's painted. You, you, you don't want to turn up with it, you know, You want to have it looking reasonable.
1: You don't want to be that guy.
0: I'm not going to say that I'm winning awards for the painting, but I still like to have some sort of pride in putting it out there so people can go, oh, yeah, that looks good. What have you done there? Rather than just, hmm. (laughs) Well, there's nothing worse than like the embarrassment
2: of your mates. You turn up and you've got the worst army, and they're just like, oh, at least you could have spent some time on this. And you're like,
0: thanks, mate. Yeah. It's harder with um, armies that are black, like if you've got the Raven Guard or Black Templars or whatever. It's harder to make them look like you've put some effort in because they're black. I've found, like, if you've got a nice, brightly coloured army or lots of, you know, like Imperial Fists or any of the demons, then you can then you look like you've put, you know, wow, you've put a lot of effort into this. But if it's just an all-black army, it's like, come on, man, you've base-coated it and highlight-edged it and that's it. Oh, in saying that, though, some of the best-painted armies I've seen are actually like
2: right. black armies because it's one of those things that you don't realise until you actually look a bit closer with the shades and sure. stuff like that. But, I mean, if you have to look, then it's not really standing out, is it? Yeah, well, that's what
0: I mean. Like, looking at it from far away, you can just go, oh, well, there's a whole lot of black on the table, that's fine. But, yeah, you know, if someone's done a really great job, that's cool. I can't remember where we're up to. Was that your number three? Uh,
1: yep, yep. my number Play five.
0: tournaments so you're motivated to paint your stuff. Yep, okay. of course, you have to get it. Sign up for a tournament in March. <laughs> it gives you three months to paint that new army. What have you got in at number three, Sean?
2: Um, just get paint on it uh, the biggest problem we have as war gamers is the war on plastic um, We have tons of plastic we assemble some of it lose passion and then it just sits there Yeah, so if we just actually just get paint on it It doesn't matter how good detail it is you can always come back and yeah. put details in later Just get paint on it and then you can play with it. And then you can see what works for you. Yeah, yeah. and I um, my, um, Dave Hodges a prime example. He has two colors. He paints his armies right Blue and green. Yeah, it will be once will either be majority blue or majority green, with the other one being the highlight. Right, Uh, it's quite funny because you say that, but he's got nearly every tournament army all up to standard. You go to his house and it's just a room full of painted models all along the walls, and it just makes you feel a little bit embarrassed because you're like, I've got, I've probably got about the same amount of models, but
0: a lot um, of grey. Yeah, a
2: lot of grey and a lot (laughs) of it's unassembled. Where he. Gets an army, he puts it together, he paints it, and that's all he does. So he's got so much, and they're not the best painted models, but it's no just offense, impressive Dave. when you get there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got to say, uh, with that, um, thank the Lord, uh, any of the gods that you uh, you know focus on uh, for contrast paints. Um, and I know that Ooh. Ooh. Pete Dunn will Ooh. really Ooh. rip Ooh. you apart for that. I don't care. <laughs> I I love them. And I, but, but listen, the thing with contrast, there's a lot of haters. But I think people are, f- are not focusing on what they're supposed to be for. They are for getting your 60 Plague Bearers done. They are for getting like that massive number of models just getting paint on it. They're not for, not really, supposed to be for, weren't created for, getting those characters with the fine details, getting them you know looking amazing. Contrast paints have one purpose. Get paint on it so that it looks like it's got a shade and a highlight. That's it. And uh, you can do some really good stuff with them. If you just want to get paint on it, Get some contrast. Don't paint your tanks with contrast; that won't work. But if you've got some models like plague bearers or whatever it might be, they are, it's so good. God, it shaves sometimes. So shaves off some time. I'll actually prefix that. Um,
2: I am a big believer in airbrushes like um, like or okay. spray cans. Now it's just you can choose one color and you can get it on really fast and easy. Yeah, uh, and then you can worry about details. And contrast paints are really good. I. Um, all my own pair of fists are done with contrast on their faces because yeah. that con- contrast on the faces works so well. Yeah, yeah. But um, I just just think about like even the rattle cans from GW
0: are so good for putting down a base yep. coat and then you can yeah, work yeah. your way from that. Well, that's what I found with, uh, say, with the plague bearers. Man, we've got to see. The mentioning contrast got us into a conversation, <laughs> didn't it? But I am a big believer in if you've just got a lot of models to get through and you just want to get them done, spray on the Wraithbone or the gray here and then... Get your contrast color, and just and then it's then you've got uh, a model that looks like it's got some in one coat. You've got some shading, and you've got some highlighting, and you've got your color, and it all looks good. And then then you can just add on your whatever your details you want, your gold and your silvers and whatever. But uh, f- like I say, I'm not saying it's a fix all, or it'll, and I'm not suggesting you do your tanks. But if you've got a whole butt ton of troops to get done, then I think contrast is a is a great addition to the paint
2: family. Well, it's one of those things too. Contrast looks a lot better than better plastic.
0: So if anyone's yeah. going to say something, just say, well, at least it's not plastic. <laughs> it could have been grey. Uh, my number three is uh, watch the videos. Look, trial and error is fine. You can trial and error as much as you want, but there is there's not really any excuse for it anymore because there are so many great videos online to watch. Just in terms of building, if you want to do any building or any converting or any painting, someone else has already done it. And they've probably done it in the colours you want to do it, and they've probably done almost the exact conversion you want to do. So uh, if you're sitting looking at something, thinking, "Oh, I really think this colour would be cool," but oh, I don't know, maybe I try it and see. You don't have to <laughs> like; someone else has already done it. Someone else has made the mistake. You can. There are so many videos. The GW videos with Duncan and uh, Peachy and uh, Nick—they're great for the the basics, even the tips. But there are so many pro painters out there doing videos. And like you know, like I said, people building models. I don't know if you guys use the videos, the online videos as a resource. But even doing things like weathering, weathering on models. You want to, you want to see how, you know, how can I do this so that it will look good, not that I've just pff, thrown paint at it. Someone's done it. Watch the video. Use it as a resource. There are so many great resources out there.
2: Well, especially really good for colour theory. I've never been a great artist, but some of those ones where they say, oh, this is orange and this is why I put yellow with it because it yeah. highlights this, and you're like, "Wow, well, I would never think of that myself.
0: So well, that's the other thing, because, it's, and it's so great for ideas. Like if you just, again, looking at the grey plastic, just get paint on it, right? But you can be paralysed by not knowing what you want to do with it. You don't just want to – I'm a classic for I don't just want to go with the colour on the box. I never, ever just want to paint it the standard way. I did with my necrons, but – other than that, I don't. Cause that's, you know, the only reason for that was because all the rods are green, and I could not be bothered <laughs> with repainting the rods. I was like, fine, I'll just go green. But yeah. I never normally like to just go with what everyone else is doing. I'd rather do my own thing.
1: Jumping on that, I think a good idea for getting colors right is picking sports team colors because oh, yeah. they they always work, right? Um, like, you think L.A. Lakers, uh, yellow and Purple. Yeah, purple. Like that, you I, wouldn't think it looks nice, but it looks really good together. I
0: never would have thought of that. The yeah. only the only time I've ever thought of that is Hurricanes colours.
1: Hurricanes, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've, I know a guy who painted all of his all, uh, imperial fists in Hurricanes. <laughs> I mean, they're already yellow, but he did went yellow and black all the way through to go with the Hurricanes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. I never would have thought of that. But yeah, it's good good way of looking uh, for inspiration, even if you've got a local sports team that you're completely into and you think, hey, I want to honour them somehow, why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Let's go with uh, your number two,
1: Aaron. Uh, number two, uh, getting an airbrush. Okay. I, I haven't done it yet. No, I'm, neither. I'm scared to get into it, but I think if I do, it'll make things a lot easier and my painting will come up a lot nicer. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe that'll be my personal New Year's one will be getting an airbrush. Okay. So yeah.
0: Are there classes? I, I mean, I'm, I just said That's watch the videos. I, yeah, watch the, watch the, the t- tutorials, d- but... Uh, I'm exactly in your position. I'm so I want to get an airbrush. Of airbrush. <laughs> I see th- the 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 quality of painting with an airbrush can be amazing, mm. but for some reason I'm like, do you, uh, Sean? Do you use an airbrush?
2: Um, yeah, well, that's how I got my pair of fists painted so well. Um, but in saying that, I'm nowhere near the standard. Like you see some of these airbrush models, and you're just like, oh, how do they do that? And they do all these fades where I'm just doing like a bit of zinfel highlights. So they're right. just putting like grey on top so that, and then when you spray the next color. It kind of nicely shades it, yeah, and that's about as far as I go. But it just getting base colours on, it just works so much better than trying to paint them originally.
0: So, do you use a rattle can undercoat, or do you everything with an airbrush? Um, Not that I want to take this down the road of being an airbrush, Lisa, but because I, I, there probably a lot of people have thought. Uh, you know, maybe the airbrush thing, but it is, it's intimidating for some reason.
2: Um, I know this is a bit of controversy because my friend Jordan, he swears by all these different primers. And if you don't do this, use this different primer, but I still think the Jack games workshop black primer. is the best, it seals the model. It's a nice thick coat and I've never had it scratch off. I've used other ones I've scratched off or I've used another one, which settled really badly on the model. Yeah. So I end up just throwing the model away, which is unusual for me. Um, so, it's just one of those things where I, when I do airbrushing, I always do the primer, black primer, yeah, and then it doesn't matter what I'm doing, and then work my way from that. Yeah, nice. That, right.
1: That's what I do as well. I start with a black primer, and then I'll use the next red or can, or whatever colour I need, Yeah, yeah. red or, or silver, or, but I always start with black yep. as the base. Yeah. Okay,
0: well, I'm a little bit different, I'm lazy. Like, if <laughs> it, the the fang, you know, that colour of the fang in a spray can, I find works great as an undercoat, and then I just do it. I do that as a base. We're getting into a painting tutorial now, but <laughs> yeah. but um, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but this is based on yeah, getting getting an airbrush. I think that actually might, other other than playing lots and lots and lots of games and getting better, uh, the other thing as a side note might be just getting an airbrush and learning how to use an airbrush properly. in because I I do a lot of dry brushing, and I spend a lot of time trying to get fades and and work through, and I'd like to think I'm getting reasonably good at it now. Of of you know fading from dark through to light in a colorway and but i do it all with an airbrush and it takes forever and i love the result but it takes a long time I, uh, sorry with a dry brush i feel like with an airbrush i could get that same effect like 10 times faster or well, especially
2: on big panels that's the thing i don't like um yeah. i've never really been that great at painting tanks with brushes Okay. And they always come out streaky and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when the whole idea of an airbrush was the fact that I can just do it a tank and get it done. <laughs> yeah. So that's the re- real reason. Then I found out how good it is for undercoating models
0: and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Okay. All right. I think we're going to have to do it. <laughs> to <laughs> sign up to some sort of airbrush course and just get it done. <laughs> um, but you quite often – I've seen recently a lot of people uh, asking, you know, uh, where can you get them at a reasonable price, which maybe we'll deal with another time. But um, – they're, they're definitely out there and again going back to my previous uh suggestion watch the videos watch the tutorials there's a lot of information online now you there's a lot of good information online we can get the airbrush get started on that just by you know maybe watching a few videos and listening to a few tutorials uh was that number two two okay what have you got at number two sean um find times to do models and challenge
2: yourself Now, there's a lot of half-an-hour hobby groups on Facebook. They're really good, and then there's other ones. But it's more about setting yourself up a routine. Because if you're routinely making models and painting them, it doesn't matter if it's half-an-hour a night. Yeah. And it's not that you're doing that much work in that half-an-hour. It's just the fact that it will all build up. And once you get yourself into a routine, if you go, okay, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to do half-an-hour each night. Yep. And then that's that's the routine you're gonna get into. You'll find out you'll start knocking out squads. You'll be like, one day I'm gonna ink a squad and do the lenses, and then the next day I'm gonna do highlights. You'll be amazed how fast you can actually get through a squad.
0: This is a really good just for anything you're trying to achieve in life. There's uh you know if you can just dedicate a little bit of time each day. I've got a friend who's this great believer in uh in this philosophy that time passes. Time's gonna like in one week we'll be one week further on in life, right? So if you do a little something every day, then in one week you'll have something achieved. If you don't do a little something every day, then in one week you'll still be there, but you will have got nothing done. So it seems like you're not achieving very much each time you sit down. Another great way uh, way I've used this is in uh, writing books. So I've written a couple of books, and if you just write a page a day, so you set yourself a goal and you go, I'm going to write one page. It doesn't seem like anything. But in 10 days I've got 10 pages done, whereas if I don't do my page, in 10 days I've got nothing done. So it's... Um, it is. It's a weird thing of when you're actually in it doing it, it seems like you're not getting very much achieved. You're painting one model, but but, soon, but really
2: quickly, you find you've got a lot done. Yeah, my friend's trying to get me, convince me into do this thing called Five O'clock Club. Have you ever heard of it? No. So um, they, he gets up at five o'clock each day and he does a small thing. He does. He's kind of like you. He does writing. Yeah. So he gets up. He does half an hour writing and half an hour workout, and then walks his dog for half an hour. Okay. Each morning, and he doesn't start work till 7.30. So it's it's just one of those things where I'm sitting there going, why would you want to wake up at 5 o'clock? And he goes, you'll be amazed how much motivation and how much you get through through for that one hour. And if you dedicate that one hour each morning, it just makes your day that much better.
0: Yeah, I I believe it. Of course, at 5 o'clock I've already been at work usually for uh, an hour.
1: So So would that uh, be the 2 o'clock club? Yeah, I'd have to to do the (laughs) 2 o'clock club. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm going to get up like an hour before I normally would It'd have to be the, say, the 3, no, the 2.30 club. Anyway, that's not the point. I do think that's a great idea, a great philosophy. Um, uh, unless anyone has anything to add to that, I'll go straight into my number two, which is get a buddy. Uh, if you go to the gym, if you do any kind of uh, thing where, like you've got, you know, friends trying to motivate you into the 5 o'clock club. But uh, one of the big things, if you go to the gym, if you're just trying to do it by yourself, it can get really difficult. And um uh, so if you've got someone to go to, go with regularly, then it makes it so much easier. Same with, I know, someone who goes running and they have a running buddy. They're running, a buddy's such a crap word, but you know what I mean. Uh, someone they go running with. Uh, I have to say, and I'm going to call Aaron out, that this is, we got into the hobby at about the same time. I think you'd been painting for a lot longer than I had, but playing at about the same time. Yep. We just met through the G-Dub store, had a game there. We went to our first tournament together. But having someone that you can go, hey, I'm thinking of this list and just firing it through for them to come back and go, well, what about this idea and adding that in? Um, or having just someone that you can send a picture of your latest thing that you've just painted and then they get to go, that looks awesome, what about adding this? Uh, someone that you can you know, play against on a semi-regular basis or just having someone else, one other person, that can back you up in your enthusiasm for the hobby because more than likely the people you work with are not into it more than likely your other group of friends if you because uh, it might be different for you sean but my i mean i only got into this a couple of years ago so in my mid to late 40s right mid let's say mid 40s so most of my friends gave me shit about it like we don't swear on this podcast so that was probably the one and only time they gave me a hard time um so uh th- my group of friends that i normally you know associate with are not warhammer 40k people so having one person someone like aaron that i can bounce off and that can give me ideas and that can challenge me uh and just make me feel like okay this is good i'm enjoying what i'm doing i I have found it uh fantastic you know really kind of uh so i would suggest for anybody whatever you're doing whether it's 40k or anything else if you've got a, a partner in crime that helps a lot
1: yeah absolutely I had the same thing with Sean uh, just before Masters where I sent him a list idea. And then he rung me up and we had about a half an hour conversation. And he right. basically saved me from making the dumbest mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: I made a dumb mistake recently. Nobody saved me from that.
1: <laughs>
0: Doesn't matter. Aaron and I played a game. Doesn't matter. I like an idiot for about a week afterwards. Sounds like it matters to you. <laughs> it didn't matter to me. Lost sleep over it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, how could I be such a moron? Anyway... That's not the point uh but i do think it uh, uh getting getting someone who you can um you know bounce off and rely on and who's kind of
2: helping well, you that's not even that it's also it motivates you to paint well, army like i play regularly against a guy called jordan green and um he paints better than me so it's actually brought up my painting game because i don't want right. to look so crappy next time and you know he has i think his actual game's coming up because he's playing against me and right. we have that little bit of rivalry and stuff like that. So it's really yeah.
0: good. I'm certainly my, my, hoping my game gets better because I'm playing against Aaron. We started in the same place. How do you get to... Anyway, uh, let's go to our uh, number one. So our number one choice is this is our number one way to keep you motivated and keep you on top of your hobby goals for 2020. Uh,
1: my one's pretty basic. Look at uh, look for inspiration in other people's work. Okay. So kind of like what you see getting a buddy... Um, looking at their work, or just go, when you're at the tournaments, looking at other people's painting, yeah, There's some amazing armies out there um, give you ideas of what you want to work on.
0: You've got to be careful with that though, because some people paint so well <laughs> it's
1: not inspiring. It's off-putting.
0: <laughs> you're like, man, I could never achieve that. I give up. So uh, yeah, you're right though. It's like, and again, watching the vids, seeing the seeing what other people do, um, even if you're if you're a person who's on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, like uh, hooking into a couple of accounts where people post stuff. That you like yeah yeah really really good uh have you got anything to add to that mr sullivan
2: (laughs) exactly the same as it helps me always and be inspired so if you you feel like you're uninspired or unmotivated it's always great to talk to a friend about it or definitely research stuff online because you'd be amazed you watch a video from youtube and it will just inspire you back to painting.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, and it goes back to what you – I mean, the, I feel like all of this, we're all just kind of agreeing with each other on a lot of it, but it goes back to what you were talking about earlier, that sometimes just, you know, you have so much grey on the shelves, and sometimes to look at all of that grey can just be like, man, that's just – how am I even going to get that done? But, but a little kick, a little inspiration from what someone else has achieved, a little idea from a video you see or whatever – or you know even if you're not playing at the tournament going to see a tournament going to see other guys playing and walking around the tables you can just go oh wow that's a great idea i never would have thought of that i get a lot of that um with conversions Mm. you know you sort of see something you think oh yeah i hadn't even thought of that that's a great way to achieve what i kind of had in my mind let's do that conversions is another thing i'm fully into painting stuff differently converting characters so they don't look like everyone else's uh sean sullivan what's your number one tip my number one tip is enter an army, which is uh,
2: – in, in, enter a tournament, I mean, um, yep. with an army that you're not used to. So it forces
0: you to play a few – Oh, for, I do few... that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're you definitely getting better at it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't get great results in the tournament, mm. but you get stuff painted. Well, to me,
2: it's like back to that whole ADMEC for last year. I really want to get an ADMEC force painted. I know that I would, wouldn't sit down and make a whole ADMEC, like you said – 1,500 points of ADMEC or 2,000 points of admic it's quite daunting to paint. Yeah. But if you go, oh, I want an allied force, I already had knights painted, or, or do a whole bunch of knights, you know, 1,000 points of knights and 1,500 points of admic, you can actually get that painted out the door a lot faster. Yeah. And then keep expanding that way rather than trying to focus on just getting one big thing done at a time. Yeah, yeah. And especially with tournaments, like we've already gone a bit on about it, but you just don't want to be shown up by your mates. So you always try and a little bit harder and you can get things done a lot faster yeah. if you have a deadline.
0: Yeah. And you, you have a deadline, you got a little bit of, you know, you want to be able to be a little bit proud of what you're putting out. So you kind of, you know, put a bit of effort in. Yeah. hundred percent. It goes back to Aaron's point earlier on. There is nothing that motivates you like just having that deadline, whatever the deadline is, whether it's a tournament or whether it's a show or, uh, Armies on Parade might be another thing maybe you sign up to do Armies on Parade which is in maybe September, October uh, through the G-Dub stores uh, if you want to get involved in that and that, that kind of takes it to a whole other level but but whatever your deadline is whatever your motivation is and tournament is probably the easiest
1: one Yeah, a, a deadline that you can't shift the goalposts on
0: Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right that you can't, well you could in theory but once you've paid you're not really inclined generally to call up and go I can't make it because I don't have enough paint on it well, just that, get paint on it well, that's the best thing about putting an army list in because once and
2: you have to get it painted or you'll feel like a dumbass talking to the yeah. tournament organiser like, oh, I did get it
0: painted yeah. you, you just
2: I'll get it I'll get paint on it like, yeah.
0: that's not a legit reason to pull yeah. out uh, my number one tip is get the family on board you mentioned the kids earlier on like uh, it's it's going to be very difficult for you to get to tournaments to get away overseas to do stuff, even just to record podcasts, to even just get away for a couple of hours to get paint on stuff, uh, or half an hour or whatever it might be, if the family's not into it, if the family's not on board. So you've got to find a way. I'm really lucky my wife and my my kids are, uh, you know, they give me a hard time about it, but they are happy for dad to have something constructive to do. My wife likes this hobby a lot better than she liked my last one, which was motorcycling. Um, so... This one, there's no chance of actual death. (laughs) It's very unlikely. I mean, I know I'm old with a dodgy heart. (laughs) Sometimes situations on the tabletop do get exciting and intense. But, uh, if you know, and I think all of us probably are in a situation where I know um, your partner's come to events and even posted about how cool it was to see you doing your thing, Aaron. And uh, your son probably loves seeing Dad, you know, if you've got family who are, who are behind it, that just makes it easier, right? Yeah, it's very convenient. Oh, especially when it comes to trying to
2: convince people to go to, oh, I want to go to Vegas to this massive tournament. <laughs> how about we all go to Vegas? Sounds a lot better than going, I just want to go with the boys. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I've had to do that recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Off to the ETC
0: in Luxembourg. Yeah. Hey, how about we all go to Luxembourg?
1: How about we turn it into a holiday afterwards?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's 100% easier <laughs> than saying, me and some guys want to go to this exotic European location. Uh, yeah, we've ended up doing the same. My wife and family are going to be going to uh, France at about the same time. So that'll all work out good. Uh, but So there are, I think there's a lot in this ep, um, but the guts of it is all around the same stuff. If you can create a space at home, if you can uh, get some inspiration either from books or videos or other people, if you can create a deadline, getting the family on board, all of these things are really going to help. If you're just looking at getting into an army, a new, new year, new hobby, new army, Uh, This is going to help you get started and get underway and maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, get all of that achieved in 2020. Uh, Is there anything anyone else wants to add to this?
1: No? No, I think think we're all done? We're all all
0: done. Well, Merry Christmas to both of you. Thank you for being here. Happy New Year as well. I guess we say that now since this is going to drop between Christmas and New Year. Marvellous. and we'll catch up with you again in 2020. Thanks for being involved in Properly Cocked. Thank you for listening as well. Uh, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to previous episodes. There are all sorts of great tips on, uh, you know, how to get to tournaments, how to compete at tournaments, how to get armies built, all sorts of different things. Um, so just, you know, climb on board, get into it. Uh, like the Facebook page, read the blogs at properlycock.com, and we'll see you again next time.